Show Me The Science with Professor Luke O'Neill. Hello, I'm Luke O'Neill and welcome to my podcast, Show Me The Science. And I hope you're enjoying them. I'm loving them myself. I kind of get to sit down. I can relax in this wonderful studio with Owen with me. Laughing, faking laughter with jokes, but at least he does. He encourages me in various ways. Uh, and this week, get ready. I mean, I love this one. Ever since I've been a child, and we all have to agree, we've loved UFOs, haven't we? And we've all watched these movies. Uh, one of my favourite movies, actually, was Close Encounters of the Third Kind. I watched that as a teenager. blew my mind. I thought this was a brilliant movie altogether. And Alien, my other favourite movie, which is actually about aliens as well, let's face it. But, uh, but it's, been a, it's been a mainstay of, of science fiction UFOs. We're fascinated with this notion that there are aliens and other intelligent life forms out there and have they come to Earth, have they visited us and all the rest of it. It's seen as a bit fringe in science, it must be said. And many scientists don't believe in reports of them and so on. So it's a, bit, it's a slightly tongue-in-cheek one this week, I must say. But it's got a bit more serious. Uh, because guess what? The Pentagon, of all places, have issued a huge report looking into UFO sightings over the years. This strange encounter with an unidentified flying object is one of more than 140 U.S. intelligence cannot explain. Now, why would the Pentagon do this, you might wonder? Well, there's been pressure on them because there have been reports of all kinds of things over many decades, some credible, uh, some a bit ridiculous and all the rest of it. But they obviously felt motivated to dig into the archives and try and get evidence to see if there is any evidence of a UFO. Uh, and now, of course, it doesn't mean it's an alien. It's just an unidentified flying object is what UFO stands for. Um, so it's become slightly more serious. Uh, the serious end of this is there, there have been reports of UFOs are they being made by some country, like maybe Russia or China? They're often sighted around military installations. And that's partly because, you know, naval pilots, for instance, would observe something a bit strange in the sky and then report it. And that might be because they're very observant, obviously, is one reason. On the other hand, the fear would be that they're being targeted in some way for surveillance or whatever. So that's one aspect that makes it slightly more serious. And the Pentagon want to encourage people. Uh, now, not everybody, I don't think, but people like in, in the armed forces, be it the Navy or the Air Force, to report you know, unusual sightings of things and step up because they've, they've been saying that people are reluctant to because they might sound as if it's a bit unusual and they might not get promoted because that guy just reported a UFO. So, so in a way, they're trying to encourage people to report more of them. And remember, if you're a scientist, you must be open-minded about these things. There's a chance, remember, of some unusual sighting of something and then can we explain it? And this report is trying to explain what these things might be. Now, to help matters along, they've stopped using the term UFO because it comes in with all these associations that we don't want necessarily. They're calling them UAPs. So the UFO is now called a UAP, Unidentified Aerial Phenomena. So we're going to call them UAPs. It's been rebranded. And as I say, that's to encourage people, you know, maybe to, to report them more often. It doesn't say they're aliens. Let's get that straight as well. Whatever these UAPs are, they don't need to be an alien force. They could be something on Earth that's happening. And as I say, one notion is, you know, some, some technology invented somewhere else or whatever it might be. Could it be drones? Could it be balloons? Various strange balloons. So there's various ideas as to what they are. They don't need to be aliens. But this report has taken over a hundred reports of these which they think are credible in other words more than one person saw them they may even have footage of them and there's examples of you know video footage of some of these things as well oh my gosh well if there's a thing it's rotating 
So they feel that these, it's, it's as many as 144, uh, may be credible sightings of a UAP. And it's between the year 2002 and 2021, and they've dug into these reports in great detail. Now, they've said at the outset, look, there's limited data on them, which makes it difficult. In other words, it's not as if, um, you know, they detected electromagnetic radiation coming off one of these things or whatever it might be. Uh, and that's one issue. So in other words, we'd like more data on them. The second thing is uh, there's an issue of what they call observer misperception. So the observer might see something and it might be like cloud structures or something to do with, you know, fireballs in the sky or whatever. So there could be other reasons for them and they worry about that as well, of course. But very importantly, they want to dig into it because they may pose a threat, say, to aviation if they're unexplained. And as I say, could it be China, could it be Russia or whoever that's done, that's, uh, that's involved in these things. So that's why they're becoming a bit more, a bit more serious, I guess, is the way to think of it. Now, the other thing that this speaks to, though, is a more... Um, I guess you might call it a robust scientific analysis. Is there extraterrestrial intelligence out there? And there is a thing called the Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence, or SETI. Uh, they've been looking for extraterrestrial life, you might call it, for quite a while now, you know. And I'm going to come back to that because that's a very interesting aspect to this. It's kind of linked. It doesn't mean that the UAPs are, are coming from intelligent life elsewhere, of course, but the kind of two are tied together. And one consequence of this increased interest in it is SETI are getting more funding, interestingly. So, so suddenly the whole business has got a bit more, I guess, serious and a bit more interesting is the way to think of it. Now, let's look at some of these incidents, though. Uh, there was one in 2004. That's well studied, one in 2014 and one in 2015. And again, they have a huge amount of information on this. And 2004, a naval pilot, Lieutenant Dietrich, was flying off the USS ship, the Nimitz. And, and very often, as I say, it's pilots. They're up in the sky and they're observing everything. And, and Lieutenant Dietrich saw an oblong object hovering over the water that leapt a thousand feet over the waves at, at a speed of at least 575 miles per hour. South, he goes and just turns abruptly and starts mirroring me. So as I'm coming down, it starts coming up. Yeah, it was aware we were there. When it gets right in front of me, it just disappears. Disappears? Disappears. Like gone. And you saw no visible propulsion, right. no, no wings or anything to no. make it fly in our atmosphere? No, actually, when it turned and started coming up, it was kind of like, okay, because <laughs> we have nothing that goes that fast and just starts climbing at will. Very importantly, the weapons operator also saw it. That's, that's important, right? Another plane reported something similar as well. And uh, an image was caught on infrared camera, so there's actually hard evidence for this. And, and the people who saw this strange oblong, shape thing, nicknamed it Tic Tac, because you may know the shape of the Tic Tac, so that was interesting. And again, others have now, they've dug into this, others have reported things on radar around the same time. Uh, one report said it dropped 10,000 feet out of the sky and then zipped away at this very fast speed. So in other words, there's something about this object that they feel that must have been there. So many independent uh, people reported it, uh, and they don't know what it is. It remains a UAP. What could this thing be? And the Pentagon don't know. And and that's a nerve people because they haven't said it wasn't you know aliens that had this you see and some people have interpreted this as saying what well, the pentagon is saying there is this is an alien vessel or whatever so but they just don't know and science can be like that there are things we just don't know and they said look that that that's a for real uap that we can't explain and then the other ones um pilots again are reporting these others one of them uh, said they saw something that was a cube inside a sphere and this pilot said very clearly that it was a very strange shape uh, cap cameras captured it 
And in one of the reports of this one, this is in 2014, they could measure how fast it was going and they said it was five times the speed of sound. Now, what is going on there, for crying out loud? Here's a strange object going at five times the speed of sound uh, and it's just very peculiar. And again, they can't explain it. And again, there was a couple of independent lines of evidence to support this, it must be said. And then, of course, the Pentagon have revealed and this feeds into people saying, well, you've been studying these and not telling us. They have spent quite a lot of time studying 18 separate incidents in great detail, you see. So they have been looking at these. And again, it's a military reason because the fear is it's some weapon or some, you know, um, you know thing that might damage the Air Force. Or, and the fact that they find them around ships and so on is, is a concern. One idea would be uh, that's in the report. They mentioned this, maybe a Russian submarine might have deployed a drone-like object, for instance, and that might be an explanation for this. Uh, and then in 2015, it's called the Gimbal Incident. And again, it was a fleet of UAPs were reported. The whole fleet of them, look on the ASA. They're all going against the wind. The wind's 120 knots to the west. They were seen to come together and merge and then separate again. Uh, and they were able to measure electronic interference. Uh, and then this thing vanished, whatever it is. Now, again, they feel... There's some credibility about this because several people report it. Uh, the problem with this is that they raise the issue of what's called spoofing. Now, what is that? Well, that's a term that says you can easily manipulate the sensors and the devices on, 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 on say, an airplane or on a ship that seems to detect this. In other words, you can send out signals that make it look as if you're detecting a, uh, an identified flying a UAP, if you like, and it's actually called spoofing. And they've often wondered if enemy forces uh, send out signals to confuse the enemy in various ways. So they're wondering, is, is this so-called spoofing event part of the explanation for it? So, so that's one that they're looking at. But it's a fascination because, you know, it's a big puzzle, isn't it? Let's face it. And, and maybe there are these UAPs out there and they're looking for more information. And I'm quite, you know, we're all amazed as scientists that they're, they're, the Pentagon are reporting on this so clearly. Now, if we look at the, the SETI business, that is the search for extraterrestrial intelligence, that has been scanning the sky is looking for evidence. Now they're looking for things like radio waves or various signals from distant planets, I guess is the idea here, and can they pick up that and not found anything? I mean, they've never, they've never actually detected any evidence for extraterrestrial intelligence, it must be said. But it got much more respectable, the notion that there might be life out there, with the description of what are called exoplanets. Now these are planets going around stars, a bit like our sun, and they, they've, they've detected them. And there's at least 300 million habitable worlds out there for a start there could be billions of planets like the earth going around its own sun and 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 these are all credible there's no question that these have been detected now and they can study them and they know that they're in what you call the habitable zone which means it's not too hot it's not too cold we call this the goldilocks effect sometimes and now they're wondering would life have evolved on some of these exoplanets because conditions may have been just right to allow the complexity of of living systems and biochemicals i guess to emerge and then form a cell and then evolve into a more complex life form so so in other words there's a bit more I wouldn't say optimism, but certainly more, more, more of a, a theoretical idea here has got more robust that there could well be planets out there like the Earth where life could have evolved. And who knows, maybe that would have evolved into intelligent life. And then one thing literally again this week, because I'd love to keep you up to date on things, um, a very interesting study has said 29 of these are close enough to detect our planet. Okay, so there could well be aliens on some of these planets that are detecting our radio waves. And over the past hundred years or so, 
with the invention of radio and TV waves and all kinds of things, we've been sending those out into space. Obviously, they've been you can detect them coming off the Earth. And just like us looking for them on other planets, there's a chance that one of these closer planets might be detecting them from us. So who knows? Maybe there's aliens listening in to me as I speak now. Um, all this seems very unlikely. And as I said, it's a little bit tongue-in-cheek. But you can't. Maybe us scientists can have fun as well, you know. I can speculate on these things. And wouldn't that be incredible? I mean, if we did find evidence of alien life, what well, that would absolutely be mind-blowing, wouldn't it? Because it means we're not that special, by the way. It means life could evolve anywhere, really, you know, and give rise to an intelligent life. And, and a good point there is it's almost as if every time we make a discovery in science, it makes us less important. So we used to think that the Earth was the centre of the universe. Not true. The Earth is just yet another one of billions of planets going around a star. And then we thought the sun was everything. It's not. It's just a star in the Milky Way. And, you know, there's loads and billions and billions of stars uh, in these galaxies. Like, I'm lit literally billions of billions. And now, what if we find life? Now, what would that be? We don't know. But if we found evidence that life had evolved somewhere else, that raises all kinds of philosophical questions, I suppose. So it's, it's an interesting question to ask. I think it's also important to mention that um, if we did get evidence of life signatures, say, on planets and so on, and could detect that, it might help us to understand how we emerged and the, the, the you know the origin of life which still remains an unknown we don't know really how the first cell arose we've got a few ideas in terms of complex biochemicals interacting and you know you may have heard of the famous business of uh, you know the, a warm pond or whatever maybe we think these uh, hydrothermal vents might be places where where biochemicals begin to form into what eventually form cells and then we get evolution from that point on so if we did find another type of life would it be carbon based would it have dna you know and then you never know we could see other examples of life it could be something completely different by the way which is the other thing so suddenly seti and what, what they like about this is and um, i read a comment on, online about this seti have got their funding increased so now they've got even more and their funding was cut for a long time because it does seem a bit strange to be looking for extraterrestrial intelligence but seti are now getting funded again and now they can continue this search for intelligent life that might be out there the question being did that intelligent life send a flying saucer or whatever to earth and that that's what these uh, uaps are no evidence yet let's make that clear there's no evidence of aliens among us in any way uh, but still the pentagon have admitted we can't explain these uaps so more research is needed as ever science never sleeps and again they're going to look, look at more and more data and again they're encouraging now airline uh, say navy pilots and anybody really who sees a uap to report c carefully on it and to measure it and to make sure they're detecting it you know because then you get the evidence that that it's there i guess and then they might then wonder what is that about so very interesting development the pentagon issuing this report uh, you know in space no one can hear you scream uh, I hope you enjoyed that and you weren't screaming during it. Um, and thank you very much for listening. And of course, my podcast is available to be downloaded every Thursday. And it's a News Talk production. And thanks very much for listening.